Have you ever lost something important? Maybe a wallet, a set of keys, or maybe even a wedding ring. Many times you don't even realize it's gone until it's too late. But when you realize it's missing, your heart sinks and you begin a desperate search to find it. How would you feel if you had just left the grocery store and were about to get into your car when someone shouted at you, hey, you dropped your wallet? That would be a huge blessing. But did you know that you have found something that someone else has lost? And you need to get their attention and let them know they lost it so that you can return it. Not sure what I mean? Then let's take a look together in this week's Five Minute Tour. Welcome back, Tor Tribe. You're watching the channel that connects disciples of Yeshua to the eternal Tor of God. It's great to have you with us back here today again. This week's Torah portion is the portion of Kitetze, Deuteronomy 21.10 through 25.19. And here are the three things that you need to know about it. Number one, ethical treatment of others. Kitetze contains numerous laws that focus on treating others with kindness, fairness, and compassion, and even extends this to the humane treatment of animals. These laws cover topics such as paying workers on time, being honest in business affairs, returning lost property, providing for the poor and the stranger, and helping a fallen animal. Some may even include the commandment to shoo away the mother bird when taking her eggs or chicks. The themes of compassion and ethical treatment of both man and beast underscores the importance of these things in our daily interactions. Number two, forbidden marriage. Number three, marriage, divorce, and family relationships. Kitetse also addresses laws related to marriage, divorce, and family dynamics. It outlines regulations for the treatment of wives and even concubines, procedures for divorce, and the rights of firstborn sons. Even though some of these things are foreign to our modern culture, we can see how the Torah emphasizes the sanctity of marriage and the importance of maintaining healthy and respectful relationships within the family. Can you believe it? In just a few short weeks, we'll wrap up the book of Deuteronomy and start back in Genesis with a brand new Torah cycle. Now is the time to prepare for the new cycle by picking up a copy of one of the five-minute Torah commentaries. I've had several people ask me what the difference between these books are. The difference is that they each contain unique Messianic commentaries on each of the weekly Torah portions. If you're looking for a quick thought-provoking insight into the weekly tour portions for your Shabbat table, your family devotions, your small group, etc. Any of the volumes of 5-Minute Torah would be a perfect choice. And by purchasing a copy of these resources, you can help support this channel and the ongoing creation of quality Messianic resources. Thanks in advance for your support. This week's Torah commentary is called Restoring the Lost, and it comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 2. Parashat Kitete contains a plethora of laws ranging from managing the spoils of war to sexual immorality to fulfilling vows and oaths. Our focus will be on the responsibility of guarding a lost object. At the beginning of chapter 22 we read, You shall not see your brother's ox or his sheep going astray and ignore them. You shall take them back to your brother. And if he does not live near you and you do not know who he is, you shall bring it home to your house and it shall stay with you until your brother seeks it. Then you shall restore it to him. And you shall do the same with his donkey or his garment or with any lost thing of your brother's which he loses and you find. You may not ignore it. This is Deuteronomy 22, 1 through 3. 
At first, this seems like a simple, straightforward commandment of the Torah. If you find something that doesn't belong to you, whether it is a living animal or an inanimate object, either find the owner and give it back or hold on to it until the owner comes looking for it. However, because this passage is brief without any details of how to deal with various possible scenarios, there are many implications, applications, and questions that are left unaddressed. This set of commandments revolving around the care and return of a lost object is one of the foundational passages that many begin studying when commencing to learn Mishnah and Talmud. Tractate Bava Metziah has a whole section exploring the various facets of these principles and their subsequent applications, such as how long must one hold on to the lost object, or how does a person deal with the extra expense of keeping a lost animal, or what if the lost animal dies while in one's possession, or maybe what should a person do with items that cannot be identified by their owner, such as scattered coins. These are all legitimate questions that need resolution if we desire to fulfill this commandment. There is also, however, another way we can apply this passage. Midrashically, we can also understand these laws to apply to anything that is lost, not just tangible objects. The principle of this passage can equally apply to things that are spiritual in nature. An example of this would be the Sabbath. If a God-fearing person does not recognize the Sabbath, yet is continually growing spiritually, then there's a good chance that he will eventually realize that something has been lost along the way. He's missing out on the blessing of the Sabbath, but he hasn't realized it yet. We must hold on to this missing blessing for him until your brother seeks it. We must be particularly sensitive to followers of Yeshua who are growing and spiritually searching. Maybe they don't recognize this particular object of theirs that we are safeguarding, but we must work to help them see their loss. As it says, you shall take them back to your brother. We must do so, however, in a way that is loving and respectful and with a great deal of patience and humility. Just as we would never maliciously hunt down the owner of a lost puppy and condemn them for their negligence, we don't need to do so with lost religious practices either. If we find a power tool but leave it out in the rain until we return it to its owner several months later, it will not be much of a mitzvah to return the rusted and unusable item to its owner. But if we've taken good care of it while it's in our care, keeping it dry and protected, maybe even cleaning it up a bit, then whenever we return it to its proper owner, not only will the object be received with joy, but the owner will be grateful for our efforts to take care of the lost item. The same is true when it comes to returning lost spiritual items. We should bring back the lost item to the person in a way that will be seen as unsoiled, beautiful, and familiar. If we can't return it in this manner, then why would they want it back at all?